0: Hey guys, you're listening to The Furrow, a podcast for Catholic men, by Catholic men. On today's show, we discuss and reflect on the theme of death. Hello and welcome to episode 19 of The Furrow. I'm your host, Brandon Duncan, and as always, I'm joined by my brothers-in-arms, Cameron Davis and Father Robert McTague. Uh, Gentlemen, it's an honor, as always, to be with you, especially during one of the most solemn weeks of the liturgical year, Holy Week, gentlemen. How has Lent treated you thus far? And um, are you looking forward to uh, the events of Holy Week? I I know I certainly am, as I as I do every year. Uh, Well, gentlemen, it's a happy
1: privilege to be with you guys here here again. Um, You know, as as a priest, this is this is the the key time. This is where you most feel like a priest because you're identifying with Christ in such a profound way in his his sacrifice in his self-giving and so for me uh, even though it's demanding even though it's exhausting uh, it doesn't get any better than this
2: amen holy week is definitely probably one of my favorite times in the catholic liturgical year because holy thursday mass is by far my favorite mass every single year so i'm i'm grateful that i get to attend and get to process behind our our lord um throughout the church, and ideally to be with him um for an hour, if not more, if at all possible um but I do want to take a a brief moment real quick to kind of send our hearts and prayers out to our Catholic brothers and sisters in Paris, uh with the burning of uh notre dame um a very much a tragedy, but uh with most things uh Christ wins in the end, so uh, I have faith and hope that it will it will be resurrected or at least the parts of it that were. That were going to be resurrected in the same glory that it had previously, and such a timing, timing of Holy Week. And I was telling my wife how how awesome would it be um, that if they get the rubble cleared in time, that they could still have Good Friday service in there. And just the the idea of being in a church um, on the de- on the day that we celebrate the death of Jesus, and it's broken.
1: And and let's pray too that they don't try to improve it. Yes. Uh, Prime Minister Macron was talking about, well, we're going to rebuild, and we're going to rebuild it in a way that's consistent with our new self-understanding and uh, yada, yada, yada. Gosh. So I, I don't want Notre Dame to become postmodern and inclusive. Amen. I don't want to be. I don't want it to be a gathering place for champions of dialogue. <laughs> I, I want it to be something that St. Louis, King of France, and Thomas Aquinas,
0: and Ignatius Loyola, all of whom prayed there, would recognize. Amen, Father. So now, as we approach the sacred triduum, especially the sacrifice of our Lord on the cross on Good Friday, it only seems appropriate that for today's episode, we discuss and reflect on on the very theme of death. You know, Holy Mother Church in her wisdom has a way of keeping the truth of our mortality always before us, whether we read it in the scriptures such as in Romans, uh, where St. Paul says the wages of sin is death, uh, the writings of the saints in the great hymns of antiquity such as the Libera Me Domine or Mozart's Requiem in D minor, uh, or in the liturgical seasons such as Lent. Now, as a Catholic, it's impossible to distance ourselves from the proximity of our own death when we are constantly reminded of this reality. So now, I know some of us get a little uncomfortable, maybe a little squeamish when when the topic of death is brought up, as though we can really avoid it by simply not mentioning it or pretending it doesn't exist. But however... At times, we tend to treat death as a sweet release from the pain and suffering of this life, especially when we hear phrases like, oh, he's in a better place, or he or she will soon be in heaven. You know What I really think, you know, if we really faced the reality of death objectively and as the church teaches, I don't think that we could continue using these euphemisms with a straight face. And so, I understand we often use these things so as to lessen the blow of one's loss, but do we ultimately do a disservice to others when we say such things? (laughs) I think we have to be really careful. Uh, There is an inclination
1: these days to turn every funeral into an automatic canonization service. Right. And I think that's a terrible mistake. Uh, You know, today, since we're talking about death, one of my Jesuit heroes, one of the great Jesuits uh, of of the 20th century uh, into the 21st, he died at age 91, was uh, Father James Shaw. Uh, legendary teacher, writer, a man of of supernatural, uh, prolific writing, a great man in every way. It was my privilege to know him for almost 30 years and to correspond with him from time to time. And without fail, uh, at the end of every correspondence he would write, please pray for me. And, you know, when I learned that he he died, the first thing I did was was I I contacted my team of intercessors that I know of at various monasteries and asked for prayers for the repose of his soul. I think he was a good man. I think he was a very holy man. But I think he would be horrified if people were, were just popping champagne corks and assuming that he didn't need to be prayed for. So we have to start with that. Death is a serious business, and we have to give an account of our lives before God because we're made for moving beyond this life. And, you know, let's juxtapose this with the the, the burning of Notre Dame in Paris. I was reading an article in City Journal from a Parisian native who said, we just assumed that Notre Dame would be there even after we had all turned to dust. Well... Maybe not so much, but our Lord said, my words will not pass away. We have to take that to heart and we will spend eternity one way or another, either with Christ or without him. And we have to prepare for that by living well and dying well here.
2: I think we often, you know, I think there's a certain aspect of our humanity where when we see someone hurting, we want to provide some level of comfort to them. Um, and similar to our last episode, right? It's do we, you know, people have the right to hear the truth, and that's what we as Catholics are obligated to give them. And I think that what, what we have to do is find that loving and caring way to say, as Father mentioned, I will pray for you. I will pray for the soul of this person's soul in purgatory without indicating that mm, that person may not make it. <laughs> you know, we don't want to, we don't want to do the exact opposite of, well, based on the way this person lived their life, there's no, there's no chance because we don't know the disposition of their heart. Right. Um, so I definitely think that there is a way, there is a disservice that we, that we do, but we, I think part of that challenge, and not necessarily um, for this podcast is to find a way for us to express the truth, but express it lovingly. Mm.
0: Absolutely. Now, which which really brings me to my to my second question in, in all of this, and uh, you know I, as it relates to modern man's understanding of death. Now, do you believe that modern man, and this is a question for a father or camera, but, I mean, but do you guys do you believe that modern man sees death as something to be feared? Welcomed or ignored, because in my mind I, I feel as I, I I think as though that modern man today really lives externally. You know, he's he's less contemplative, uh, he's less reflective. Um, he 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 doesn't have or cultivate uh, much of an interior life. A lot of it's lived superficially. Uh, and I think a lot of it is probably, um, perhaps due to the, um, the advancement of technology, uh, man's desire to overcome nature, um, in some, in some respects. So what, what is, is, is there, is there something lacking in modern man's understanding of death? Uh, or is, or have we just progressed and and the, the ancient way or, or the medieval way of thinking of death or the church's way of thinking of death is that kind of, you know, uh, history. But now we're the new way to think we think of death is is the way modern man ought to think.
1: Oh, well, I think we're schizophrenic about death. <laughs> I, I, you know, we, yeah. we we want it many different ways, many mutually exclusive ways all at once. You know, we want to treat death as something that we can overcome through science and, mm-hmm. and that we have this mania to preserve ourselves in this life because this is all that we have and then mm-hmm. at the same time we have this claim of I get to decide the meaning of life and death and that it is enough for me to say, for example, I'm not religious but I am spiritual. And I have so little patience for that nonsense. I said, you know what? Demons are spiritual too. Could you be a little bit more specific about that? (laughs) Uh, And and then I need to go on to say, you know, I'm not going to live my life in such a way that I will automatically be be canonized. That's not possible. That, That it's not meaningful, and no saint would see themselves that way. So we evacuate death of of its meaning, either by saying there's no afterlife at all, or afterlife is as a guarantee it's in the bag, you know. Except right. maybe for Hitler. Uh, uh, you know, look at Ernest Becker's book, "The Denial of, of Death." I think one of the reasons why churches are so ugly these days is because we have no hope for the transcendent because we think Mm. somehow we beat death with antibiotics. Well, Mm. we're all in for rude awakening one way or another. Wow.
2: Yeah. I think to, to, to kind of, expand upon father's comment there about it. We're kind of schizophrenic with death. I think he's absolutely right. Now you ask, is it feared welcomed or ignored? Yes. It's all of those actually, right? And I think it's a bit of a progression. We kind of go to this stage in life and there's a whole market of financial products that deal with this, right? We kind of fear death. So please take care of your family members Buy life insurance, you know? <laughs> um, but then we kind of go to that stage of, well, you know, after it's feared, then we kind of ignore it. It's like, I'm not going to die. I'm in my 20s. I'm in my 30s. I'm living life. Everything is great, right? And then you start to go back down again, and then you start fearing it. And then you get to this point of, well, I'm ready to go. Take me. I'm tired of fighting anymore, right? Mm-hmm. And I think the the disadvantage that we do here, and this is the very last point that Father made, is that we think that we can treat death with antibiotics, well, that's only one aspect of death, right? Mm-hmm. There is so much more there when it, when we as Catholics or even spiritual people, as Father mentioned, when we talk about death, there's so much more there. There's the death of soul. There's our physical death, which is most often what people reference. There's the little deaths, the self that we make each and every day. Um, it's a, it's a very
0: deep question that we really have to expose mm-hmm. right and i think i think modern man often he seeks distractions and diversions because ultimately I, and this is what um dr peter kraft actually mentions this in a, in a little book that he wrote called love is stronger than death but he does say he says that you know man that modern man he seeks distractions and diversions because he fears being alone mm-hmm. being connected being con- disconnected from the world around him because he can't bear being alone with himself. Right. In other words this and, and literally I think we've we've talked about this before in previous episodes is sitting in silence. Right? right. Um modern man is afraid to see himself as he truly is. Um and so however and so but the one thing even in our relativistic culture um where everything is, you know, very subjective but there is one one subjective thing that is absolute and that is death. Right. And death, I think, has its way of forcing us to face ourselves, as Dr. Kraft, uh, says. And I think in some sense, modern man lacks an appreciation for life. And therefore, if life is approached so carelessly, then so also death is perceived as insignificant and meaningless. Uh, Right, I I think part of
1: the difficulty is we don't take life seriously anymore and we don't take life seriously anymore because we don't take God seriously and Mm -hmm. I I think Kreef is rightly proud of the fact that nearly nothing that he writes is original and so his observations uh, about death uh, uh, a lot of them are drawn from Blaise Pascal who said that Mm. most of our ills come from our inability to sit in our room by ourselves wow and you know that that fe- fear, fearing stillness, fearing silence, fearing solitude—all these, in a certain sense, are a flight from our mortality and a flight from our accountability before God. Mm. Wow!
2: Mm. And look at all of the technology that we have that robs us of that silence. You know, we to the point we are afraid of sitting in that silence. Just go look at Facebook for four hours and do absolutely nothing sitting on the couch.
0: Right. Yeah. I mean, I find myself, you know, if I'm, if I'm standing somewhere by myself waiting for someone, I reach in my pocket and pull up my phone Mm -hmm. because I just, Mm -hmm. it's, it's almost subconscious now. It's like, it just, uh, I don't even think about it. It just happens. Right. Um, mm-hmm. and, and it, but I think that a little bit of that, of that is there where you, there's a fear of, of being alone with oneself that you, you just don't know how to handle that, that reality. Right. Um, so. and, and it's, and it's a poor, and really it's diverted us from really preparing for that ultimate uh, moment in our life, that moment where we will enter. And it's the only moment in which we, we face it uh, alone is our death. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's no one there holding our hand. <laughs> there's no phone to grab for in that moment. Right. Uh,
1: uh, and, and let's let's be honest. A lot of these people staring into their devices. They're not reading the Summa. No. Right? They're not reading Dostoevsky. <laughs> right? uh, uh, and they're not even look, looking at, at pictures of, of cats. It's it's effluvia, It's nonsense. It's it's addiction. And, you know, when I, when I travel, you know, there's a lot of hurry up and wait. There's a lot of standing around in, in long lines. There's a lot of sitting next to strangers. And 99 times out of 100, you've got people plugged into some things. And, you know, and you yeah. guys are fathers of, of young children. And I know it's hard traveling with children. The humorous Robert Benchley said there's only two types of travel, first class and with children. And, and you, I, don't, I don't hear so any howls of indignant protest. That's uh, so true. And, and so you've got the small kids hooked into the screen, and mm. then the adults are hooked into the screen, and people, you're not enjoying your kids, and you're not mm. teaching your kid how to enjoy his company and the company of his family seems to me to be a very bad idea now let's tie all of this back in with death the avoidance of death is ultimately the avoidance of our human nature which is the avoidance of our divine origin and mm-hmm. the flight from God is what brought about the conditions to have God say you know I better incarnate and fix that mm-hmm. So, And wow. and, the, and the triduum is the vivid display of the reconciliation of human order, human disorder, and divine wisdom. Mm. And this is what we see playing out before us. We're more likely to perceive it and receive it if we don't have
0: habits of distraction. Mm. So, taking that into account, so what what does all of this mean then? What so what about the faithful Catholic? You know, what what does death look like then for the man or woman who is a sinner called to be a saint? What does death mean for the man or the woman who understands that they will have to give an account of their life before a just and all holy God? When in comparison to modern man,
1: I, I have in mind a, a nun I know who's been at a very strict cloistered monastery since 1942. Mm. Think about that for a moment. Wow. She went to the monastery eight years before my parents, no, seven years before my parents met. Wow. That's, that's an astonishing thing. Mm. And now she's wondering why she's still here. She says, you know, I think God might have forgotten about me. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm ready to meet him. Well, mm. well, God bless her. And maybe if I spent 77 years at a strict monastery, I'd, I'd eventually be ready to meet God, too. Mm. Look, we're, we're fallen. We're sinners. We're loved sinners. Mm. And during this holy time, we're asked to to bear witness not only to what christ undergoes but to enter into it with him so what we have here is uh, a dress rehearsal for death Mm. and that death need not be the end and that the afterlife can actually have a happy ending
0: amen
2: knowing that we have a savior that conquered death you know, the grave has no power over us is a real, real concept that we really have to wrap our heads around and for it to make that all important 12 inch drop to our hearts that, you know, God has conquered the grave. And I think when we talk about death, you know, we could talk about, you know, we could throw out the three forms, the physical death. It's not what we're discussing here, right? Um, really, mm. the death that the Catholic truly needs to be concerned with is ultimately his spiritual death. But then each and every day, it's the death the self. It's the ability, mm. as Father mentioned, to unite our everyday actions – with the actions of Christ on the cross. He said in the gospel of John, there's no greater love than this and to lay down one's life for a friend. It's that gift of self, that act of dying to yourself, giving up your passions and your preferences for the sake of someone else's. That death is a death that we should go through each and every day for husbands and fathers. It's your wife and your children. That's immediately where it belongs. Now, when we, for those that work outside the home, it's for our coworkers, for the company that we work for, assuming that much of what they do is in line with our, our, our Catholic faith. But that death, uniting that with Christ on the cross is wholly important to understanding death. And even that idea of death is death isn't something to be feared. It's something to embrace. It's something to encounter each and every day. And if we do it correctly, then that spiritual death that really should be feared that complete and utter separation from god with his mercy never becomes a reality so that when we make that final death that physical death we are reunited with the man that said i love you and i knew you before you were even born welcome with mm-hmm. arms
0: wide open mm. right. Amen. Right. well well gentlemen i think um this, um, this concludes uh, this episode, and I want to I want to especially uh, offer our prayers to our listeners, um, to all those who who support us and and uh, support the the mission of this podcast. And I want to wish each and every one of you and your families a blessed uh, Holy Week, a holy tr- a Triduum, and a very very blessed and joyful Easter, uh, gentlemen. Father Cameron, thank you so much as always. Um, and um i want to leave here just by reading off uh, uh one little prayer here if, if i may which is the anima christi um, in the name of the father and the son and the holy spirit amen soul of christ sanctify me body of christ sanctify save me blood of christ inebriate me water from the side of christ wash me passion of christ strengthen me oh good jesus hear me Within thy wounds, hide me; suffer me not to be separated from thee. From the malignant enemy, defend me. In the hour of my death, call me, and bid me come unto thee, that with all thy saints I may praise thee forever and ever. Amen. 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 My Lord, bless us all of you. And if uh, you have any questions, comments for us, please be sure to drop us a line at the Furrow Podcast at Gmail. Thank you. God bless you. And we'll see you soon. God bless you all gentlemen. Thank you.